Yo, what's up, guys? We are the Right Potatoes. Do it! What's up, taters and tots? I'm your host, James. And I'm your host, Steven. And we are the, the Right Potatoes. Today we're back with another fan-requested review for a movie some of you might be able to identify. <laughs> a little film called It's Pat. Hey, I've lived in the same building as Pat for seven years. I still have no idea. Yeah, that's why I came. I thought maybe this Chris person would give us some kind of a clue. I thought I'd find out about Chris when I met Pat. It's Pat was directed by Adam Bernstein and hit the theaters on August 26, 1994. With a runtime of 77 minutes. Yo, that barely makes it like feature film. Yeah. Feature length. <laughs> the film was written by Julia Sweeney, Stephen Herbert, and Jim Emerson. Here's a little synopsis for you guys. Who and what is Pat? That is what everyone is in this little comedy is trying to find out. Pat, the little androgynous character created by comedian Julia Sweeney, first appeared in a series of sketches on the TV show Saturday Night Live. Like the early sketches, the film focuses on people's attempts to determine Pat's true gender. Now, let's do what we do here on The Right Potatoes and get into the goddamn meat of the reviews with some positive critics' reviews. If there fucking were any, there's not a single goddamn positive review, review for the critics on this film. As we have the tomato get meter giving it a 0%. <laughs> this is with an average rating of 2.23 out of 10. There were only 11 ratings, 11 of which were rotten. The audience, though, gave it a 28%. This is an average rating of 2.5 out of 5 stars, with 7,688 total ratings. <laughs> I would, uh, I wouldn't say it's like a 2.5. It's like a 4, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what, a 4 out of 10? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd say yeah. a 4 out of 10, not a 4 out of 5. Oh, dude. Definitely not a 4 out of 5. I mean, <laughs> I, I might jump in the middle and be like giving it a 3. <laughs> Three yeah. out of ten. Uh, Three point five to four. Well, okay. Let's let's split the difference. You got right. you got a lot more love for it. Though. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> I uh, wholeheartedly do. <laughs> Since there are no positive reviews from the critics, let's get into their negatives. Ever hear the one about the pick that was too bad to be released, and so it escaped? Well, that old joke is now a new punchline. It's Pat, a shockingly unfunny Saturday Night Live spinoff. Which is more confusing, Pat's questionable gender, or this dud's attempt to force a chuckle from? From our incredulous faces. Number three. Dear God. <laughs> I can't even dignify this film with a review. And patently atrocious in every conceivable way. Patently? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Now that we've heard from the critics, let's go through and talk about what the audience had to say about It's Pat. For the positives from the audience... A very underrated movie. Funny story, Pat was my first word because of this movie. Not like your boring, typical movies. Number two. Too happy, ironically, to not like this one. Especially for the 90s. This is what, 94? I was two. Yeah. I didn't know about this four. shit at all. <laughs> Alright, so number three. Absolutely one of the most amazing films about an androgynous person who really battles with the idea of, a si of single personality. Pat defines the fluidity of today's society. If this film was released today, it would be a box office hit. I'm sure you could add a few more zeros to its office gross tally. I don't know about all that, but... You're reaching, my friend. You never know. Reaching. <laughs> reaching for that explanation right there. 
I don't think anybody else is going to agree. I with think you. this film will do worse. I, I I think so too. It's like my gender is not a comedy. You shouldn't make fun of that. Oh God! It, there's a hundred percent going to be comments coming through. <laughs> yep. Like, what, you think this is a fucking joke? And it's like, yeah, it used to be a skit, yeah. so it is a joke. People page. did think it was funny when they had a sense of humor. Yeah, people don't have that anymore. <laughs> Pussies. <laughs> One of the best and quotable movies of all time. So silly and clever, and at times, a little creepy. True. So, with this, I was literally just discussing with James about how the there's a gentleman who's married who becomes so obsessed with Pat trying to figure out what the hell it is. That he does get hella creepy and he, he like steals her diary and shit. It diary. Sorry. <laughs> he destroys his own marriage because of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he becomes so obsessed with what Pat is that it, it eventually just ru- ruins yeah. fucking everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that they yeah, the whole him bring inviting it over and giving it champagne was like it's still like even when I was younger watching it and now watching it again, I was like, This is so uncomfortable. It really is, though. Like, yeah. And some of the things that happen in it, it's just... Pat is so oblivious to fucking everything going on around yeah. it. it I, I don't know what else to say. Sorry, yeah. guys. Well, we're going we're to keep them. Anyway. So, this was actually my first time running through the film, too. So, a, a lot of this, James is already, you know, he's dealt with. He loves this film. I it's, do. It's just nostalgic for him. It's one of my happy places. <laughs> But me, I was going into it completely blind. I I understood the skit because in my freshman year, there was an English teacher that I had for honors English or some shit. Mr. Mr. Brady, be Brady, my dog. But he actually called me Pat as a joke, and I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about, so I had to have him explain it to me. Did you have the curly hair? (laughs) No, I had had longer hair for sure, but it it wasn't like hella curly or Uh anything. No glasses at that time either, so... I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. And then he explained it to me and I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, just a little little background on me. Yeah, this move, the background in this movie for me is just like, I watched it a lot at my grandma's house. There's like a handful of movies I watched like every day at my grandma's house. This one and Star Wars and Halloween. Oh, Those, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah, <laughs> my grandma like, I love my grandma so much. Like we, she's the reason I love film because... That's that's our thing. We would always go to the movies. We can't now because of this whole coronavirus thing, which is fucking horseshit. But every time I would come over, she'd babysit me. She'd throw on Halloween. And every time she watched it, she'd be watching it like it was the first time she'd seen it. Every oh, every jump scare always got her. <laughs> <laughs> it, when you know what's coming up, it still made, oh, made her jump, which I love about her. And this is one of the movies I watched all the time at her house. You see, that's kind of funny that you mentioned that, too, because a lot of the uh, the likes that I have for certain things, like uh, my grandma was the one who introduced me to, like, Star Trek, mm-hmm. for example, which, you know, when it comes between Star Trek, Star Wars, I honestly don't have a preference. I like both of them. Yeah. You know, I don't want, like, one over the other, especially after his last three Star Wars films. I fucking eat my ass. Anyway, yeah. we won't talk about that right now. But she also got me into, like, Godzilla so, shit like that. I, which is kind of cool, because <laughs> you wouldn't really think about that, though, you know? Yeah. It's like, who was the first person to influence you with, like, certain things like that? You'd usually think your parents, but it's like, nah, my grandma. <laughs> yeah, my grandma's down as fuck. So, and shout out grandmas. And she's but, still, like, when we did go to the movies, like, I I always offer, like, I let her pick the movie. Like, what do you want to go see? And then one of the few times, she was just like, let's go watch The Nun. And I'm like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, let's go see it. And then... 
she didn't, saw the nun. Yeah, she didn't like it. We didn't. We both didn't. Like I was it. gonna it was say, fucking if, terrible. if you guys liked it, you'd be the first two that I talked to that liked yeah, the film. Yeah, no, we were just like, she was like, oh, that was really dark. Yeah, <laughs> it just. But yeah, that film had so much potential. I think because it was such a creepy ass character from the Conjuring films. Yeah, and, yeah. But that's just so. Go like going off on a tangent. Just something that I feel you don't need to go give a backstory to. Yeah, like, she's agree. just there to be there. Yeah, she's just another one of the ghosts. They they think they have to explain everything, man. Yeah, and that's what well, yeah, you could, well, the, well, like the ma- the mainstream audience is like you have to explain everything to them because they're they don't get it. They don't like to have that mystery. Yeah, they don't understand. No, like, I need you to. Tell I need you. to know. I need to know Anakin's backstory. Yeah, and then they <laughs> fuck everything up. Yeah. Well, this is how it went. I was like, fuck. Why did I want? Why did I ask? <laughs> that's fucking funny. Yeah. And then on another tangent, this movie like gave me two of my closest friends. Jimmy LaPointe, shout out, because he's the one who suggested we do this movie, and Sadie Redwing. Like, when I went to school, I was 19 years old, didn't have no didn't have no friends down there, and I was by myself, and I made, like, an acquaintance, my friend Sadie, went up to, like, her room, because we were, like, in the same class, and this movie was, like, playing oh, on her little, her little shitty 12-inch TV or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no way, you got, it's Pat? And she's like, what, you know who Pat is? And then, boom, that just bonded our friendship. And then our friend Jimmy came in, and he's like, oh, you guys know Pat? And then <laughs> the we were fuck? just like, oh, this is my shit right here. And then, yeah, two of my closest friends still to this day. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. It, oh. it didn't bond me with anyone. Except, <laughs> not even you and I can bond over this movie. <laughs> <laughs> might have made our friendship worse. It might have. <laughs> I'm questioning it. So. <laughs> I don't even want you to come over no more. <laughs> All right, now that the positive reviews from the audience are out there, let's talk about the negatives and what they had to say. Obnoxious and unfortunately mean-spirited in a bad way. This one-joke sketch stretched to a one-joke film feels just like that. Aside from an intense committed performance from Charles Rocket, who manages to elicit the only chuckles in the whole movie, it's Pat, the movie is simply unbearable. Hefty. <laughs> Weird but not funny and lacks being interesting. Well, that's funny in some places. <laughs> I would agree with that. There oh, are some fucking jokes in it that are pretty funny. My favorite part is when she, like, not my favorite part, one of the parts where she meets the band Ween, and she's like, oh, I'm Dean Ween, and he's Gene Ween, and she's like, oh, I'm suck." Suck she got stuck with that name. <laughs> <laughs> like, she doesn't give a fuck. Or it doesn't give a fuck. It's so funny. Because everything just revolves around it, you know? The one, Pat. Yeah. It revolves around, the whole world revolves around Pat and it's mine. Yep. And it's just so funny. A terrible movie based off a decent Saturday Night Live character. There have been some funny Saturday Night Live movies from the Blues Brothers, Wayne's World, Wayne's World 2, A Night at the Roxbury, but this was an unfunny comedy with a lot of talent involved. Sadly, comedian and actor Dave Foley was in this, and he is a great stand-up who was hilarious in Kids in the Hall, the underrated NBC sitcom News Radio, and the underrated comedy The Wrong Guy. But he was wasted in this movie. Sounds really like somebody's trying to suck Dave Foley's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, but not really funny and lacks being interesting. This movie is just an outrageous and creepy as the SNL skits that spawned it. Well, maybe even more creepy. I didn't find Pat very funny on the show, and if you didn't either, I wouldn't recommend this movie. I would agree with that, just because <laughs> the fact it's like, if you didn't like the character in the first place, why would you go watch a fucking movie about him? True. Yeah. Well, maybe some people have just like, maybe it might be good, because what movies came out? Uh, Wayne's World. Did it come out before this? Mm. We'll double check right now. 
people. I want to say it probably did, though. Yeah. So, it was like, oh, this came from Saturday Night Live. It might have been good. 92. Yeah. So, Wayne's World and Wayne's World 2 came out before this. So, it was just probably, like, riding that wave of, these movies probably good. Yeah, when they had that heat. Yeah. I'm surprised, though, even with... Because Wayne's World was fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The great film. Um, But, if you... I mean, if they're following the hype train and shit, I feel like It's Pat should have fucking still hit more, you know? Yeah. Which I didn't even know this movie existed until you told me. So, (laughs) that's a... that's a whole different story, dude. Whereas Wayne's World, I actually knew about that from my dad. So you fucked with that film? My aunt, like, she had that VHS, so we watched that a lot, too. Yeah, Night at the Roxbury. That was another good one. We used to fucking mimic that all the time with the fucking <laughs> head bob thing going on. So, um, Other than that, I mean, we got a little time for some... Oh. Fun facts with fucking James. boop a doop a doop a doop boop That's me. God damn it. <laughs> All right. It's Pat had a budget of $8 million and grossed a staggering $60,822. <laughs> Hell good. The film did so badly that it was pulled from theaters after one week, which I I'm, see that. I've never heard <laughs> of happening before. You want to know something really funny? Quentin Tarantino, a good friend of Julian Sweeney, worked on the script unaccredited. No shit. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to know which jokes, if any, he threw in there. Dude, yeah. I, I, I want to know now, too. That's an actual interesting fact. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck with that. And then Kathy Griffin and Julia Sweeney also appeared in Pulp Fiction, which came came to theaters seven weeks later. Some critics noted that Griffin and Sweeney acted in one of the best movies of 94. And one of the worst. <laughs> well, Sweeney, for sure, was a bigger part in uh, Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. So, I'm not a huge fan of Kathy Griffin in the first place, but... She only shows up just, in Pulp Fiction for, like, a minute, if that. But I, I just don't know anything, like, really good that she's in. <laughs> I, can't, I can't name a single fucking film or anything that she's Not off the top of my head, I can't either. And then Bobby Fairley and Peter Fairley of Dumb and Dumber and Osmosis Jones fame, they also worked on the script. What which, the like, fuck? with the likes of Quentin Tarantino, hot off of Pulp Fiction, the Fairley brothers... How is this not funnier? <laughs> I was not a fucking heater for sure, yeah. dude. It's just... Maybe it's because they're focused on so much other shit, they're like, ah. Eh. Or it could have just been, like, a, like, producer and studio meddling, too, like... Yeah, the last one was Julia Sweeney was so disenchanted by the movie that she never wanted to play the Pat character again. So this movie killed it? Yeah, this movie killed Pat. <laughs> oh, shit, that sucks. I mean, it's kind of funny. But it, it was a character that she created, right? Yeah. So. And just to watch, like, no one accept your character the way you wanted it to be. Yeah. Or something. Just like I think the idea of it's fucking funny. Yeah. You know, like, constantly people trying to figure out what the hell it is. But I don't think necessarily having a full film about it. You know? Almost like Miss Swan kind of thing for mm-hmm. Mad TV. Yeah, the Miss Swan movie would... That would fucking ruin the character, I think. Pretty you much. Yeah. I don't think you would have much success with that. Yeah. But pretty much the moral of the movie is, like... It's nobody's fucking business who or what Pat is. It's just, yeah. yeah. That's it. Let, let, live your life. Pat's fucking Pat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then Pat's, like, boyfriend-girlfriend thing, whatever the fuck, too. Yeah. And it, Chris. <laughs> it was hella funny how when Chris came along, it was like, wait, is Chris a dude or a chick? Yeah, even her friends, or Chris's friends are just like, yeah, I was, I wanted to meet Pat, too, to know who Chris was, and then... <laughs> They're both the same person, pretty much. 
<laughs> that that part was fucking funny to me because when they kept like, giving yeah. the the gifts to figure out like who's his yeah, which. Yeah, that shit's <laughs> a little funny. But other than that, um, overall for the film, like I said, I probably would have given it like a fucking three out of ten. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but of course, you know, I don't have the backstory that James does necessarily with this film. Um, I want to say thank you to the homie for giving us the idea. Shout out again, um, Jimmy. Because it's always nice to have new films too that I'm going into that I haven't seen. Yeah. So. Jimmy. The homie. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. And I like, like I said, my, my rose colored glasses are on for this movie. I know, I know it's a bad movie, but for some reason in my mind, I can't figure out why it's a bad movie sometimes. Because I've watched it so many times and I've just, I still love it, even though I haven't seen it in years when we reviewed, or I watched it again, I was just, fuck still this movie. fucked and yeah, loved it, dude. This movie's still my happy place, I love this fucking movie, it's so dumb. Dude, probably one of the funniest things for me too, though, just, sorry, I keep going back to it, but uh, when Pat walks up to like the gang members, oh, like, yeah. hey, you guys stolen anything lately? And they're just like, what the fuck are you? I'm just, just like, like oh. what are you? <laughs> it's just like, oh, you mean am I, am I a crip or am I a blood? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. Are you a brother or a sister? And it's like, well, I'm an only child. And it's like, well, what the hell are you? He's like, there's a word I'm looking for. And then his friend has that dictionary. Yeah. And he's like, androgynous. <laughs> <laughs> like it scared runs off yeah see I know this movie from yeah, the back. Dude. that whole fucking scene that shit was fucking funny though. <laughs> yeah. I loved it uh, but overall I think it was a pretty decent review at least it was interesting to see critics literally giving this film a zero <laughs> zero fucking percent I didn't even know it got a zero Rotten now. Tomatoes I was so. like oh it doesn't deserve a zero at least hey, it did have an average score like 2.23 so yeah. it had about a 20% for actual like reviews compiled but Zero percent for all negatives. <laughs> That's crazy. Insane. It's funny though. That's a fun fact. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, if you have any other ideas, you know, shoot them our way. If you have anything you want us to review, we'll fucking do it. Hell yeah. I'll give a damn. Mm-hmm. All right, later. Bye. Oh, this has been some real shit. You better step back, get before I lose my shit.